Hey, this is Jason here. Today's case study um, video, we're going to talk about CVS and whether it's a good potential stock to buy right now or not. But before we get to that, though, I need to let you know you can get this series of podcasts anywhere in the world for free on all major podcasting platforms, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, and more. You get this as part of the I Love Value Investing podcast anywhere in the world for free. If you like this video and our other videos, make sure to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you're notified every time we release a new video and release new videos all the time. Okay, so in the past several weeks, we've been doing investment analysis twice a week. So far, we've covered Archer Daniels Midland for Andrew W., U.S. Steel for Cody S., Ford, T-Mobile, IBM and its spinoff, Cody, and ExxonMobil. I will likely reference some of those videos depending on what comes up in this analysis. Um, and those videos will be linked below this in the description on both YouTube and um, the podcast. They will be linked below this. Before we get into today's analysis, again, I have to, I'm laughing a little bit because on one of my first, uh, the first two videos, I didn't have any kind of disclaimer. Um, and apparently a couple of people didn't like that. So, um, I don't own stock in any of the companies I talk about and I don't short any of the companies I talk about negatively. So I have no position either positively or positive or negative in the stocks I mentioned. This is for educational purposes to help you learn how to evaluate stocks faster based on faster and better based on my 14 years of experience and my visual preliminary analysis uh, checklist, which you can also get below this. And I'll tell you about a little bit. Okay. So first thing, solid dividend here. This again, as I mentioned in several other videos, I don't really care about PE, but this is interesting to me because it's so low, frankly. Um, which it was one sign the company might be undervalued, which we'll find out. I've already got the tabs open. First thing that catches my eye is a massive increase in revenue in the last decade. Massive increase. While operating profits have stayed about the same, falling a little bit, that means that as they've continued to expand and open, um, as CVS has been able to expand and open shops or stores, I guess is probably the better way to put it, They've mostly kept their costs under control. If revenue was going up and these cratered, let's say these fell to like 1%, that would mean as they expanded, they would not be earned or they, that their costs have gotten out of control. And essentially they're doing more work for less profits. Um, not necessarily a good thing to do that. Uh, usually not a good thing to do that. Uh, at least in my opinion, because I look for stocks that produce higher investment returns, um, operating mar margin, free cash flow to sales, which we'll talk about in a minute, and ROIC specifically. Uh, but for now, I look for anything above 10% 10, 10 on a consistent basis. So it doesn't meet my threshold here. Let's see if it meets our other ones when we get to that. Solid dividend increases, increases over the years. Earnings have gone up as have the dividends and actually the payout ratios right now, only 31.8% this year. Uh, I'm guessing they cut it this year to save cash due to coronavirus uncertainty, or actually they didn't, they didn't cut it. I can see right here, they didn't cut it. 
but their earnings went up while their payout remained the same. And that was likely, they didn't likely raise it because of that, the coronavirus stuff. Uh, about the same amount of shares, a little bit less. Book value per share is almost doubled, which again, this is a book value per share is also known as shareholders equity. This is the number that is left over after subtracting assets, total assets from total liabilities. If this is a positive number, it's uh, called being in a net asset position. Um, this is important, not necessarily because of the absolute number here, but because typically you want to see this going up over time because that means because this is a proxy for the balance sheet or because this is a the net number for the balance sheet, if this is going up over time, that's one indication that the, that the um, intrinsic value of the company is going up over time as well. Uh, free cash flow production has skyrocketed as well, which makes sense because they kept costs under control up here. So they're, as they're selling more, they're earning more free cash, which is, is of course great. ROIC, I look for anything about 10% on a consistent basis. This is about 7%, set between six and 9%, six and 10% most of the decade um good doesn't mean my threshold for investment but uh good solid number here and because oops because this number is higher than this number it automatically knows that cvs has a decent amount of debt as well um, because roe is levered by debt while roic is not and it's roe at being at 13 while it's roic is at 6.7 percent the more debt a company has, the higher or the more this is levered, both positively and negatively. So this shows me that the company has a significant amount of debt. Free cash flow to sales. Again, solid, not great. I look for anything about 5% on a consistent basis. The only time they've been above 5% in the last decade is the last 12 months, uh, the 12 and 12 month period. Again, solid, not great here. Cash, cash position. Sorry, my phone is going nuts right now has risen significantly in the last quarter, which makes sense because of coronavirus uncertainty, most companies are going to more cash. Intangibles, that's a huge number. Go to the balance sheet in a little bit and see, frankly, why that's so high, unless it's the CVS brand name. Because I can't, I mean, I'm sure they own other stuff, but their main is the CVS pharmacies slash many convenience stores in the United States. And Although they do have a good brand name, I don't think it's necessarily worth an enormous amount of money. No, it's not like an Apple or a, a Google or something like that. Short-term debt, long-term debt. Not terrible, actually. Um, we'll see the absolute numbers here in a minute. Debt-to-equity ratio is a little bit above what I look for. I look for anything below one, typically. So it's a little bit above that. Again, not a huge deal in this case, depending on the, the what the... Um, absolute numbers are okay cash conversion cycle so we talked about cash conversion cycle in the last video on archer daniels midland so if you want to learn more about the cash conversion cycle because it's extremely important and frankly no one else talks about it especially for retailers like cvs reference that video because it was a longer video um and i'm not going to get all into all the details here but I will get into a few. So they're selling stuff faster. They have less inventory. And their payables period is about the same. This combines to more than have 
their cash conversion cycle over the last decade, which is in this case, fantastic. They're selling stuff faster. They have less inventory. Um, that means they're, this number being lower at 20 days means this entire cycle is taking 20 days now versus 50, almost 52 days. What that means is this, that CVS is now making cash faster so that it can turn into more inventory faster and it's selling that inventory faster to generate cash faster and repeating the process. Um, when a company does this and they lower the cash conversion cycle over time, almost hundred percent of the time, that's a good thing. Unless we get into some kind of shenanigans with payables and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> which I talked a little bit about in the Archer Vandals minimum video that's linked below this, but wow. Sorry, I muted my phone this time. Um, so this is a good thing for CBS. This is also a good indicator of why their costs haven't gone up as they've expanded because they've essentially become more efficient with what this means um, over time. Again, I talked about this in a previous video. I don't know why the debt to equity ratio here and on the previous page are different. Um, I don't know what they are, but they're close enough that it doesn't really make a huge difference here. And just coverage ratio. Anything above one indicates that the company can pay its current debts or its current interest on its debts with um, current profits. So this is a good thing for CVS. Okay, and they do have a substantial amount of debt. Uh, what's a market cap? $92 billion in debt versus a market cap of $80.8 .8 billion. So <laughs> what this means, and let's we'll see what their cash is first, actually. So I'm going to calculate this out. 92.1 minus 17.5 rounded up in cash. So this means that just based on their market cap, their debt, and their cash, when you subtract their cash, from their debt, you get a net debt position of $74.6 billion compared to their entire market cap. So they have net debt of almost their entire market cap, which is not a good thing. Um, frankly, that amount of debt is, I, that was, it is a little bit shocking to me for CVS, especially considering how efficient their operations are. Let's go to their balance sheet. Okay, so as I suspected, their cash levels rose in the last quarter and, well, the uh, two last quarters due to the coronavirus. Uh, so is their uh, accounts receivable, trade receivables. People buying more stuff at CVS. Property plant, oh, so again, not great. They have $80 billion in goodwill as well. Um, I talk at length about goodwill and intangible assets in, I believe, the Cody video and the ExxonMobil video, and possibly another one. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head which one that was. But so if you want more information on that and why I'm going to do what I'm going to do and discount this number significantly, um, actually pretty much 100%, go to those videos and to get more because I'm not going to do the full explanation here. I don't want to bore you to death. But typically, I subtract or I discount when I do a kind of a basic valuation on the balance sheet. I discount pretty much 100% of this value because it doesn't have real much real economic, real world value. This is mostly accounting number. Again, I explain this at length in some of the videos I mentioned. So 
for accounting purposes or for valuation purposes, is I would get rid of pretty much 100% of this value. The intangible assets, uh, uh, total intangibles other than goodwill. So they have 32 billion. I would keep probably most of that because again, CVS does have a powerful brand name. I don't know quite how powerful it is, but it is powerful. So I would keep that there, but I would still subtract this, which would lower the book value of the company substantially by about $80 billion worth, which is again, the size of their market cap right now. What that means that after considering my discounting of my discounting of Goodwill combined that would bring combined with the net debt position that would put them into negative book value territory i said that kind of fast so the net they have net debt of 74.6 billion dollars minus again this is what i would do in a real world valuation situation i would subtract 100 percent of the value of the goodwill which is 80 billion dollars and they have total shareholders equity of 68.4 billion dollars right now which would put them at a ne negative, what is that, $12 billion in negative equity value. This is important, but it's not as important as it used to be. The balance sheet for deep value investors like myself matters because it gives you a margin of safety. For example, if CBS had $80 billion in cash versus $12 billion in debt, that would be a huge margin of safety. In this case, it's reversed, which means there's less margin of safety, which means it makes the stock riskier, um, which means you should expect to earn lower investment returns on its stock going forward. When you get going further and subtract goodwill from this, again, which what I do for most, almost 100% of the time for stocks I invest in, I would get rid of that. So there would be a negative equity value of about $12 billion which essentially means because this is equity, we're talking about shareholders equity book value, that the shares you buy on the stock market are worth zero. Now, again, getting back to my earlier point, this isn't as, is that it is, this is not, sorry, as important as it used to be, because of course, this is just the balance sheet strength. This does not include the valuable operations, which again, we already saw were super, are, are super valuable because they produce regular, consistent, high returns, not great returns, good returns that are solid and consistent over time. So to wrap up this part of things, is it a big deal? It can be for some companies for CVS or for, I think I said it was a huge deal for um, Cody and Exxon Mobil, if I remember right. Is it a huge deal for CVS? In my opinion, no, because of their consistent, solid um, profitability and cash flow. Is it a good thing? No, it's not a good thing, but it's not necessarily a huge detriment either. Okay, so on a PE price to cash flow and forward PE basis, again, I don't really use these because they don't use or they don't include cash and debt. And since most companies on earth have cash and debt, um, these aren't really a real world estimate, in my opinion, of the value of a company, but there's still an idea, give you an idea of whether the company is undervalued or not at a basic level. So I look for anything below 20, 20 on the all of these price to earnings, price to cash flow, uh, forward PE. Right now the PE is 9.6, price to cash flow 5, and forward PE of 8. So they're well undervalued on those metrics in my estimation or right now. But this is the real number I use for relative valuations. 
or one of the real numbers I use for relative valuations is enterprise value to EBIT. On this metric, I look for anything at eight or below to consider the stock to be undervalued. This number is more accurate as a total business owner, which is how I think of any stock I look at to invest in, is because this number enterprise value includes cash and debt, while price, which is essentially market cap, does not, or market cap times shares, or sorry, price well, is only includes market cap. Um, well, enterprise value includes market cap, debt, and cash. So this is why this is more accurate number to me. And again, so this, this shows that right now, CBS is about fairly valued um, when you include their cash and their debt. And frankly, you should include their cash and their debt, especially because of their massive amount of debt. Um, but also because as a total business owner, you want to know what those numbers are. And that's how I think about stocks. So even though it looks undervalued up here in the kind of basic metrics on the metric that I use for relative valuations, it's slightly, or it's um, about fairly valued. So to sum up, what are my thoughts on CVS? Solid stock, um, way too much debt for me, especially when you include the huge amount of goodwill that I would discount, plus the valuation being about fairly valued right now. I, I wouldn't invest in it right now if you own it. I think that's probably fine um, to continue holding it and earning the dividend and earning, um, keep hoping CVS produces well, like as it has been for the last, I don't know how many years. Um, I, I would say that's fine, but if I were to buy it new, which again, I don't own this stock, so that's how I'm approaching it. Um, I wouldn't buy it now because of the increased risk from the debt, the goodwill and the fair valuation. Um, so those are my thoughts on CVS. If I missed anything, if I didn't explain something well enough, um, I'd love, or if you have thoughts on CBS, I'd love to hear them. Uh, let me know in the comments below. If you're watching on YouTube, like, love, share, subscribe, all that good stuff, and hit the notification bell so you're notified every time we release a new video and release new videos all the time. If you're listening on a podcast, again, like, love, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. And if you could leave a review, we'd really appreciate it because the more reviews, views, and listens we get to our content, the more people we can help. If you want to learn how to analyze a stock doing this preliminary analysis checklist that I developed for the last 14 years of my career. You can get the full checklist and our valuation and profitability metric templates and calculations as part of the five free gifts download below. You can also get access to a PDF copy of my book, How to Value Invest for free below, and also our guide, Seven Tips to Pick and Great Stocks and the Three Times You Must Sell. Those are all free and they're all below this. If you're looking for more help and to learn faster and to learn how to do this uh, better and faster, frankly, how to value, find value and evaluate stocks better and faster. We also have information on our masterclass below, but until next time, have a great day. Talk soon. Bye.